was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hi. Lil We're back Barron. again. Once again, every week. <laughs> every That's week. awesome. So speaking of week, last week, mm-hmm. we talked about coloring. At yes, the we did. Of our show. You remember that? I do. And you mentioned that you're a colorer. I am. If you're interested in checking that out, it's episode number 290. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, there's a lot of benefits. Just grabbing a, yeah. a coloring book and some magic markers and just relaxing and kind of checking out for a second. Mm-hmm. Lots of benefits there. So check out that episode number 290. Uh, you can listen to that right on our webpage at seniorgames.net or find it anywhere that you find your podcasts. Today, Lilo, I want to talk about eating. Oh, great. It's our favorite one, right? <laughs> it is. <laughs> your, eating. Your reaction to every time I say, well, I'm going to talk about diet today. Your, I know. Your reaction. Listen, here's the thing. If we're going to talk about the active life, we have to include I eating know. at some point, right? I know. I, I, I don't think you're going to mind this one. Okay. I, think this I is hope. Be, Cheetos? It's not Cheetos. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe, maybe you will mind it. Maybe you will mind it. Now, today I want to talk about um, four foods that can prevent cancer oh. and increase immunity both. Okay. Uh, a couple of things that are, are worth knowing about, right? So the first one, uh, well, let me just mention also, I got this from uh, vigormag.com. That's okay. where I got the article. Perfect. So the, the number one thing, not the number one thing, but one of the first foods that they talked about that uh, can help fight cancer as well as increase immunity is olive oil. Oh. Now, do you? I use olive oil. You're an olive oil I am. Person. I so you, do you do you like do you sprinkle it on your salad or do you cook with it or all of the above? All of or, the above. Yeah. So research shows that olive oil has the ability to actually kill cancer cells and boost our immunity. Wow. So an anti-cancer substance called oleocanthal can be found in extra virgin olive oil. And it looks like according to research, it has the capacity to tear the membranes of cancer cell lysosomes. And by tearing that membrane, the olive oil helps to release enzymes from the cells and to subsequently destroy that entire cancer cell. Very nice. So that's how it goes about it. Uh, and here's the cool thing. It doesn't take long. In fact, they found that some, through some research that olive oil can destroy cancer cells in as little as 30 minutes. Wow. So it goes right to work. So right now, researchers are looking into the properties of olive oil in an attempt to replicate the process that it uses to destroy cancerous cells and see if they can figure out how to maybe synthetically create that and it can become a medicine eventually. So splash a little olive oil on your salads or yeah. use it when you're cooking. There's some, some Well, see, that wasn't there. so bad. That was okay, right? Yeah, that was good. Uh, number two, garlic. Oh, I love garlic. Yeah, that's a great that's seasoning, a, Absolutely. Right? So studies have shown that eating a lot of garlic can actually reduce your likelihood of developing intestinal cancer, and it also enhances your immune system. Wow. So good stuff going on there. They've also found that garlic can reduce the risk of pancreatic cancer. It can reduce the risk of breast cancer and esophagus cancer as well. Wow. So a few things to consider yeah. when you're seasoning your, uh, your food with garlic. <laughs> Garlic contains strong antioxidants that can help flush out potentially carcinogenic waste from the body, and that's what helps it to prevent the cancer. Garlic has also been known to destroy stomach bacteria that causes ulcers, so don't pass on the garlic. Yeah. Include that as well. I love that. In your diets. Two out of two. Two out of two, you're doing okay? Yeah, I'm good. I think you're going to like the third one. Okay. Avocados. Oh, I love avocados. I know you love avocados. Yes. Some great (laughs) cancer-fighting properties that they find in uh, avocados. In fact, they consider avocados... Uh, kind of a super cancer fighting food. Wow. So it contains many types of antioxidants. 
It's got vitamins and other phytochemicals that have been found to have cancer-fighting properties. Avocados contain uh, carotenoids such as alpha-carotene, beta-carotene, and zeaxanthin, all of which help to reduce the chances of developing breast cancer, throat cancer, and prostate cancer. So those are all things we want to avoid. And uh, there's more to avocados. There's more that avocados do that than just prevent cancer. We're not going to go into that today. But you don't want to pass on the guacamole when yeah. it's offered to you. I like guacamole. (laughs) (laughs) You know, interesting. We kind of in the United States eat avocados as a vegetable. It's a fruit, but we kind of include it with our vegetables. Mm -hmm. We make guacamole. We put it with onions, those kinds of things. Um, When I spent time in Brazil, they really eat it as a fruit. They put it in like milkshakes and they put it in with milk and sugar and mix it up into like these little milkshakes. So just an interesting way to to, uh, consume your avocados. But uh, consider that as a cancer fighter. The last one, I don't know if it's going to be your favorite thing, but I think you can do it. It's broccoli. No. no, You don't love broccoli. I can't do it. Okay. Well, at least the first three. I know. Three (laughs) out of four. I think I'm doing great. (laughs) So broccoli contains a substance called sulfaphane that has cancer-fighting properties. And because of that substance, broccoli has the capacity to improve the body's level of protective enzymes, which in turn reduce the risk of cancer. So eat your broccoli when you have the opportunity. I'll try. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this list, of course, that I'm sharing is far from all-inclusive. You can check out that article at vigormag.com. Lil, today's guest is a regular on the show. Kelly Charlton is originally from San Diego, California, but has been a resident of Washington County for 24 years right here in the St. George area. She is currently the business development development manager and director of education for Stapley Pharmacy and previously served as director of education at the Center for Active Aging and the Skin Institute here in St. George, Utah. She is on staff for a myriad of publications and writes four to eight articles a month on public health, motivation, and self-improvement. And we are once again happy that Kelly can join us today. Yes, we love Kelly. So glad she's here. Guys, nice to be here. Yeah, we appreciate you taking the time and, uh, and joining us today. Yes. So, so you heard that first list. You've been involved in, <laughs> in health and wellness for a long time. Uh, anything that you would add to that list or that you know about those substances? Well, I can tell you that avocados in morning smoothies, are they are the best. You've discovered it. it. <laughs> oh, yeah. They will make great. I mean, it's great stuff. And for men, those of you who don't realize this, that an al dente broccoli will boost your testosterone. You are missing out. Hey, that's good to know. Lightly cooked. Don't 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 overcook it. it. Lightly cooked. Uh, If it's raw, it'll give you a little gas, but it'll still boost your testosterone. (laughs) True story, though. Testosterone is the number one best food you can eat to boost your testosterone. Broccoli Broccoli, is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's great news. I I was unaware of that, but um, I do like broccoli. I, I, I don't know if I would say it's my favorite vegetable of all time, but I certainly can eat it. And I like that idea of eating it al dente. That's the way I prefer it. Once it gets a little mushy. Yeah. I found for me a lot of times that when it's about food, it's not so much the taste as it is the texture. Absolutely. And yeah. Mushy spinach and mushy broccoli is really hard for me to get down. But Agreed. on the other hand, I can eat raw spinach all day long. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. In a salad. And broccoli oh, the yeah. same way. So, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, Kelly, today we're going to talk uh, about COVID-19. I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag. Oh. We have, oh, we, you I, ruined I'm it. Not, I'm not going to say that we've like intentionally gone way out of our way to avoid the topic here no. on the show. 
but it hasn't been our focus. No. And um, that's because you can find so much about it out there <laughs> in, in other places. But that being said, when you talk about the active life, we got to understand the way immunity works. And yep. certainly on everyone's mind right now is this concept of COVID-19 and what's going on. Now, Kelly, you have a, a special connection to, to pharmacy and, and kind of have an understanding of how, you know, drugs and pharmacy and pharmaceuticals and all those things work together. Um, let's talk a little bit about COVID-19 as it relates to pharmacy and, and the you know, prescriptions that we take and the way they, that they get filled. What, what insight can you give to us? Okay, so I, I think what I'd like to do today is go, go about this in sort of a different way than the media portrays. That would so, be nice. Okay, the, the <laughs> pharmacist, right? The pharmacist's absolute 100% greatest concern is the health of the patient. Absolutely. Period. Yeah. End of story, right? And you've heard me say before that we truly believe in the three Ps. It's sort of a triangle with a patient at the top, the provider, and the pharmacist at the bottom, all of them communicating with one another. Yeah. We all know that the HIPAA laws sometimes get in the way of that. So it's very important for the patient to also be distinctly aware of who's talking to whom and how are they going about having that communication. Yeah. They do their we, very best, but... We've you talked know, right. about that. And that's, that's worth emphasizing for just a second more. Right. You know, a lot of times I think we walk into a pharmacy and we pick up our prescription because our doctors called it in and we just, right. we assume that there's this magical ESP that's happening. And, right. you know, if there's a problem, the, the pharmacist would tell us, but we've got to communicate, right? Yeah. We've got to let right. people know. We've got to let them know if there are other things that we're taking, supplements, prescriptions, whatever they, is to right. see, whatever they are to see if there are any, um, you know, bad side effects or, or right. interactions between those right. things. So, so that's, I and, think that's worth emphasizing. And sometimes people will still a price shop, right? Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. The, the reality of that is when you price shop, um, it's, it really boils down to two things. Your insurance dictates the price of your medications. You might get a discount if you go to a big box store, um, but in the long run, it, it's not always going to be to your advantage. Yeah. The other the other piece that goes with that puzzle is when you are using multiple pharmacies, your pharmacist can't be your best advocate because they don't necessarily get to know what you're purchasing from a different pharmacy. They don't so know I highly recommend pick any pharmacy. You pick your favorite pharmacy and find a favorite pharmacist and you make friends with that person. Yeah, stick with That's them. That right. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's good advice. Okay, so okay, we've emphasized so, that. Now, we're going to talk about a COVID-19. All right, so here's something that people need to know. When we hear the topic or the concept that coronavirus targets those of a specific age or those with specific additional health issues, what they really mean is that those who are generally frail or those that are generally in a declining pattern or those who are dealing with health issues that are not currently under control, those are the people that are at risk. The highest risk. It's coronavirus doesn't target. It's not like a bow and arrow where the arrow is shooting at a target. It's not that at all. It simply beats up the people who are in that frail, declining, poor health um, circumstance. So we, we hear the phrase comorbidity a lot, and that's yep. what you're talking about, right? You're talking about yep. those pre-existing conditions. Yep. What are some of the comorbidities that we need to be cognizant of and aware of? 
Well, we know that there are three very, very high risk. The first one is anything with heart issues, right? Someone who has had a pacemaker has a heart issue. Someone with a defibrillator, someone on a statin, all those people have diagnosed heart or cardiac issues that they're probably taking medications for. That's number one. Number two is diabetes. We have even people that are pre-diabetic, those people are at risk because their body function is not at optimal. It's not optimal, yeah. Oh, wow. Right? And that's what we want. We want us to be at an optimal level. The other, the other concern is really people who um, are, are not getting enough exercise, so their cardio, their cardio um, systems aren't developed, their respiratory systems are undeveloped, and also people who already have um, respiratory issues like COPD mm-hmm. or asthma, those are people who have to be very concerned as well. Oh, definitely um, things that we want to be conscious of and, and aware right. of. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. in your experience, do you find that, um, is there, are there people that are walking around undiagnosed with, with some of these things that don't, don't know that those are their problems and, and therefore they're at high risk and they don't realize it? Can I tell you a super funny story? Please. Okay. Always. This, will, this will lighten it up completely. So my partner and I, during COVID, we would take our boat. We would go to the lake completely alone, social distance out on the water. Yeah. And at one, at one point, we went to Lake Havasu. Everything was closed. The only thing that was open was a launch ramp. And we decided to go get lunch at a little sandwich shop six foot distancing you had to have a mask on we went into the shop we ordered our food we we did what we were supposed to do and this elderly lady was standing there with her sister both in their late 70s neither of whom were in health one of them had recently fallen had a terrible bruise on her face Mm -hmm. a big hematoma on her face big black eye broken nose you could tell she was in a splint and she was laughing with her sister about those people who were at risk. Oh. She, she said out loud, just because I drink too much and my balance is off does not mean I'm at high risk. Yeah. So Here's the news, I, sister. Yeah, yeah, and, and I looked at my partner, a wonderful man who is 10 years younger than I am, and he said, does she not know she's at high risk? <laughs> I said, I think she doesn't realize that she's at high risk. Yeah. And yeah. I think, so when you ask me that question, are there people walking around who are undiagnosed? Absolutely. Yeah. And those are the people who might be at higher risk simply because they're not wearing masks to protect themselves, but they're putting themselves in harm's way because they, they really, their bodies aren't in a situation or in a, in a good position to fight any virus. It wouldn't matter if it was coronavirus, the flu, a really bad cold, any of those things, they're just not in the position to fight those off. Not optimal, just like what you said. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so we need to be aware of ourselves. We need to be maybe even a little honest with ourselves because I think we all (laughs) have a tendency to give ourselves maybe the benefit of the doubt in some of these areas. You know, my blood pressure is, my doctor says my blood pressure is a little high, but I'm okay. You know, (laughs) Right. Well, those kinds of things. We need to maybe have a, 
an honest self-evaluation with where we're at. And then just make sure that we're doing some of the things that we can do to protect ourselves. Now, you, you mentioned a few of those things. Let's, let's spend a little bit more time. We're going to wade right into controversy here. Yeah, let's talk, do it. Talk about masks and social distancing. What, what, is, what is it that we need to know that uh, will be helpful and useful to keep us safe? Well, I, before we even go into that, I have to say, in all honesty, because you know that I just cannot lie, <laughs> I, I am not, I just cannot. I am a huge non-proponent of masks. Okay. And if that didn't, if that wasn't clear enough, I don't love them. You don't love them. <laughs> I don't love them. However, I do believe that in all things, there's a time and a place. Sure. And we've seen so many memes and so many comments on social media, as well as in our daily news. Um, I think most of it is disconnected from most of us because we're so sick of all of this. Most of us has just sort of thrown caution to the wind. Um, and they literally, the, the, the ideas, the concepts, the belief systems span from one side of the spectrum to the other. Yeah. So we have to come back to the middle and we have to say, look, I may not feel like I'm at risk. I'm, I'm willing to go take a chance. But I am not willing, and I think this is where we have to find the right space. I am not willing to infect someone who is at risk. Yeah. I just yes. spent a full week in California where masks are required everywhere, and I was coming from Utah. And I showed up and didn't have a mask, and they yeah. would not let me into my, my father and my stepmother's long-term care facility until I got a mask. Yeah. I tested fine. I answered all their questions fine but they would not let me in without a mask on. I could have pushed, you know, my rights um, and they would have pushed back. But the bottom line is I still respect, I still respect that institution. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I, so I felt like I needed to follow what they were asking me to do. Here's something that people need to know though. You have the choice right? And this is really the bottom line. If somewhere is requiring you, if a business is requiring you to wear a mask, you're not a mask, you know, you don't believe in them. Yeah, yeah. You get to choose, you go and wear a mask or don't go and shop yeah. somewhere else, right? Yeah. The other thing I want you to know, and, and it relates to pharmacy, and I think this is important. So in our community pharmacy, we've done a couple of things. And I highly recommend that people consider this as their getting their prescriptions as they're going to their pharmacy, there are certain things that they can do that their pharmacy should have already done. Number one, especially with this resurgence that we have of coronavirus, the positive cases that have tested, yeah. uh, I think it's really important that um, people understand that in most pharmacies and most medical facilities, the staff is wearing masks. Now, we ask of you a couple of things. We make, we, we ask that if you don't feel well, stay home. Sure. Right. That's just common sense. If you really need to come in and you are afraid, please wear a mask. Yeah. We are not going to mandate that for you. That is not our job, but we definitely want you to feel comfortable. The third thing is most community pharmacies have gotten to the point where they're doing free delivery. And I've even noticed that in some of the big box pharmacies, CVS, for instance, yeah. has a free delivery service now. They didn't have that before. And I will tell you, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. 
right? And, I think not, it's a really good thing. Yeah, not just during this particular time, but it just seems like that makes a lot of sense. If, if right. you are getting a prescription, if you're going to the pharmacy, there's probably uh, an health, a health issue there, right? right? And to exactly. be able to offer that service is, is going to be very important as we right. forward, I think. Yeah. Right. The other thing is, um, if you have an opportunity to do this, I highly recommend going onto your favorite pharmacy's website and just getting very comfortable with their transfer or refill. They're, gonna, they're all gonna have a button. It's gonna be super easy. You're gonna put in what it is that you need, who the doctor is, they're gonna do all the confirmations. They're gonna make sure you get exactly what you need and you don't even have to go into the pharmacy, which is super cool. Yeah. yeah. There's so much technology out there that can just help us in so many ways if we will take advantage of it, right? right. Ab absolutely. And, and sometimes and then, technology can be a little intimidating, but I think in, in this day and age and in this way, um, so, it's so easy. You just, just have yeah. to embrace it, right? Yeah, super easy. Not so many pages to flip through. It's going to yeah. be, you're going to go on their website, and in most cases, it's going to be a single button. You click it, it says refill here. Yeah. 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 You're set. Yeah. And then I did, I did want to say that some pharmacies also have a really great service. It's called curbside service. So if they don't have a drive up window, you can literally go, you just go to the you drive up to the front, call the number on the front, a simple phone call, letting the staff know you're in front of the building and they'll bring everything out with a mask and they'll be gloved. Yeah. So you, it's, it's basically contactless. Yeah. And that's a great way to, to consider moving forward, uh, independent of COVID-19, but certainly in this day and age. Right. Now Agreed. we're running a little short on time, but I want to get into this uh, last topic that I think is important. We, we do live right now, certainly in uncertain times, and that can create a, an a, enormous amount of stress on our systems. Yep. What do we need to do to take care of ourselves during uncertain times? What's, what's the, you know, what, what's the advice? Well, anyone who's heard me on Huntsman World Senior Games Radio before knows I'm a huge proponent of self-care. I strongly encourage everyone to have some form of discipline in staying hydrated and choosing foods that are going to build their immune system and not break their systems down. And they need to have a solid exercise routine. And if they're afraid of going outside, you can exercise inside. And if you're not you know, not as able as you can do it from a chair. You have to keep moving. If we don't move, our blood can't pump the oxygen through our systems. And then I really want to say this final thing, and that is this your healthcare professional takes your health seriously. But I would, re I would really highly encourage you to remember to encourage your healthcare professionals to take care of themselves as well. Because they are busting their buns for you, yeah. especially during this crazy time. And really, it's those three simple things that each of us does to take care of ourselves. And I just want to say that I offer a free bookmark. Um, all you have to do is email me at coresolutionscenter at gmail.com, and I will send you a free bookmark, no strings attached. That bookmark has six things that you can do to take care of yourself. It's a great reminder every time you pick up your book to read. Awesome. Perfect. Awesome. Tell us the email one more time. Core, C-O-R-E, solutions with an S, center at gmail.com. Core solutions center at gmail.com. Grab yep. that bookmark. Um, something that many of us have uh, kind of 
picked up with uh, with the the uh, onslaught of COVID reading once reading. again, right? Yes. <laughs> right, we're, right. We're at home a lot more, more time on our hands. Uh, great way to remember some uh, of some simple basic things that we can all do to take care of ourselves. Right. Excellent, Kelly. Thank you so much for joining yes, us. Yes, Kelly. Again. Thank you. You're so welcome. Glad yeah, to be here. Yeah, great information and um, just definitely things for us to consider and think about, especially during these crazy and uncertain times. <laughs> so uh, hopefully we'll be able to have you back sometime and uh, you can continue to, to feed us full of um, you know this, this great information that's going to just make us have a better life in the long run. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Lil. Yes. Here we are. Here we are. We, we decided several <laughs> months ago as we entered this uh, COVID situation mm -hmm. that we're in right now, that we were going to gather as much information as we possibly mm -hmm. could and then try to make the best decision on how we can safely move forward. We've, we're still analyzing everything, of course, right. like everybody is, and mm -hmm. we're going to make our final announcement on July 31st. So we encourage you to hit up seniorgames.net for registration information as well as the latest updates on COVID-19. Uh, just a reminder that the dates for the 2020 games are scheduled to be for October 5th through the 17th. If you have any feedback for us about the show, please shoot us an email at activelife at seniorgames.net. And remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. Of course, as you know, we take this live show, we turn it into a podcast, and then you can subscribe to this podcast pretty much anywhere mm -hmm. that podcasts are found. If you are listening by podcast, give us a quick review. It takes just a moment. Uh, you can write us a review, give us a rating. And one of the best and easiest places to leave a review is at podchaser.com slash theactivelife. And then, of course, as always, you can find this as well as previous shows right on our website. And that is, once again, SeniorGames.net. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought, Lil, is from the American philosopher William James. Okay. And he says, act as if what you do makes a difference. It does. Oh. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.